This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted pride of West London podcast and we're not in west london we're actually probably in west or central i think probably huddersfield right in the middle of the station or outside the station there are about oh wait i can't believe it there must be about how many about three thousand two three thousand people here they've got the beer and food festival or they call it the drink and food festival and there honestly is absolutely mobbed here it's been mobbed here since midday when we got here and again we come back an absolutely wicked vibe would have just end of the day quite nicely for us if we'd actually got a result but unfortunately isn't quite the case. Brentford came to Huddersfield. We looked a little bit lacking in a lot of areas. Huddersfield went ahead. We got a goal, which I spoke to my Huddersfield mate, and he said it was a very good goal from Nico Yanaris. There's some little shimmy, he got it, and bang at the back of the net. But we were still celebrating the goal, and uh, Casey Palmer, he put on some sort of invisible cloak, apparently, and he walked through the Brentford defence and scored the second goal, and they got the winner. Lively Huddersfield jumping up and down, and now they're here in the old food and beer festival having a bit of a laugh but I thought it was a little bit disappointing from the bees how about yourself uh, yeah I got to agree like I didn't get to see any of pre-season obviously it doesn't mean much but we came in today high hopes obviously we come out of the 5-1 win at the end of last season same team always had that air that it could be difficult got here and it was we looked shaky in the first 20 minutes took a little bit of time to really warm up into it gave them far too many shots and I just think, after discussion with a few others, just uh, Woods McEachran in the um, centre of midfield doing that holding role just doesn't work. So they're going to have to have a look at that. I thought Josh Clark. Well, so look at that in which way? Because are you saying that one of those players will have to be ejected? I would. I would say so. I'd, I'd drop McEachran. I'd bring McCormack in just for the, at least for the start of the season. If you can then rotate Woods and McEachran between each other. Or McCormack, Woods and McEachern, as long as those McEachern and Woods don't play together. Because at the moment, it just ain't working. The Bees, I mean, I thought they looked a little bit lacklustre. I think the word I would say, it looked a little bit like pre-season still, don't you think? I'd, yeah, I'd said exactly the same thing to a few people. It did look very pre-season. Um, Egan was a little bit hoofy. Um, Elder sort of out of position at times. Josh Clark sort of out of position at times. The midfield generally a little bit weak. Um, Romain Saw is looking a little bit, maybe not quite lazy, but some of his passes. Um, it's the sort of thing it'll take a few games and we might look a lot better. I mean, Dean Smith, he came out of pre-season, he said, I hate pre-season, I just want to get into the games. Um, you know, pre-season, Smith season, he's almost saying. Um, it was fine, it was happy with pre-season, but to me, it looks like we still haven't quite got into gear though. Uh, I think if he doesn't like pre-season, he needs to learn to like it, learn to use it better, um, because we did look off off the pace at times. And yeah, he needs to use it better. Just to, like, I think we need to now look at like the width that we were playing today. I mean, it was really narrow at times, and if we did get down the wings, 
it was very isolated out in the corners. Nobody was really getting in. Obviously, we're not that team that are going to cross the ball in and look for the big man in the centre. But they've really got to start to think about if they are going wide, what is then the next step to get us the goal? Well, it's interesting because, I mean, I just read a few comments and uh, Dean Smith did say after the match that um, we, have no we have no width. He actually gave a thumbs up to the team and said they tried their best and they really tried hard. They stuck in, but we don't have the width. And obviously that's kind of a little bit of a hint that maybe he's frustrated that we didn't get the winger that we expected to get. I think the, the, the wide man, the Canos um, kind of position was, was lacking today. It was the one that drew two men to him. Um, where it allowed space in the middle for, for people to thread balls through to Hogan. Um, every, every one man was able to mark another one man. There was, there was no one that was dangerous enough to, to need two or three men on them. And we're, we're, lack, we're lacking that extra, extra bit of quality. You know, I, think that's, I, think, I, don't, I don't think there was a huge amount of difference between um, the, the last game of the season last year and the first game this year. Um, but we just didn't have the outlet. There wasn't that threaded ball. We, we, didn't, we didn't have the space that we did. And that, I think that's because we didn't have a flair player to distract them. So I've got the Huddersfield boys in the house here today. And the fact is that, you know, Brentford have gone in and bang, bang, we've beaten them 5-1, 4-1, 4, something or the other every time. But we come to Huddersfield this time and it didn't quite work out for us. Huddersfield had the better of the game. You know, they looked dangerous. They came, they attacked us and they scored the goals. And I think that, I mean, just chatting to the Huddersfield boy there, you're very happy with how things have gone today, aren't you? I'm not with you, to me. <laughs> oh, did you tell me you're going to be at that? Yeah, you're happy, yeah, things like Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very, very happy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. we played we play well. Yeah. We, we are. Uh, I mean, the first, I mean, the first, I mean, you, I mean, you were, I mean, last season, again, you looked a little bit shy, but do you think that Wagner has changed things around for you? Yes. Yeah? A lot. He's now. He's playing his own style, he's got his own plays. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you, I mean, you're playing, you're playing some decent football as well. I mean, also, I thought, quite dangerous, Casey Palmer up front as well, when he came on. Quality player. Yeah? yeah he's absolutely quality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is that, I mean, I mean, Huddersfield as well today. I mean, the thing is that, I mean, you know, we talked about the Warnock. I mean, he's obviously put you down. He's put us down. So we're both going to get relegated. You talking absolute garbage. Absolute shite. <laughs> Same as Ian Holloway. Absolute garbage. That's what I'm saying, Holloway, yeah. Absolute Holloway, garbage, Holloway's yeah. A dick. It's, it might be my motivator, but his, his footballing knowledge is shocking. It's, I mean, I mean, again, you talked about that. When you, your team, you pulled a team together today. You were playing some football. What made you, I mean, you had, what, I don't know, probably about 18,000 people in the stadium today. What made you happy? What made you warm about the game today? Result, two one. <laughs> yeah, um, but we looked, our downfall last season where we're at the back and we just look a lot more solid at back today. Um, which, like, obviously when you played us last season, shipped four last game of the season, shipped nine goals in the last two games. Um, we're dire at back. Um, at times it was like, you score four, we're going to have to score five, but he's brought a lot more youth and exuberance into the back, and we're just, we're just so solid at the back. It just, that, that's going to be the key thing for us this season. Which is interesting. I mean, the one thing I would say is that, I mean, in the first half, we saw it and we come in, we thought, OK, 2-0. After last season, let's tap it down a bit, maybe 2-0. After about 10, 15 minutes, we thought we'd be happy with a nil all today. We thought that you missed actually quite a few chances, especially in the first half, didn't you? Yeah, to be fair, I thought we should, we should have, could have been three up at half time. Um, but that's 
that, that, that's what it was like last season as well. Like we, we could have had four or five every game last season. Um, we just need to start taking more of his chances like that. So, yeah. Scoring four or five rather than ones and twos. So listen, the Wagner revolution. So do you think the Wagner revolution has started is going to actually surprise a few people? Yes. Yeah, every, everybody yes. Everybody said that we'll be dark horses this season. The, the man's just, the man's a magician, he's God. He's a bearded God. If God, if God had a beard, that's what it looked like. <laughs> if he, well, you say if he had, had a beard, if he had a beard, we've just been around the corner and he's even got his own, have you seen he's got his own beer? Is it? He's actually got his own beer around the corner, Wagner beer, have you that's seen it? No, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, you better, you better probably. I've seen Wagner's goals. Yeah, you better, that's right. It's probably his piss, but I drink that as well. The, the guy's God. The guy is God, isn't he? You better pop, pop around there anyway. All right, good luck to you, lads. Yeah, take care, Mitch. First game of the season, disappointment for the bees. I think a lot of fans. We had, well, I don't know. I thought we had over a thousand fans here today, and uh, we were quite up for it. Well, not on the terraces. After a while, it was a bit of a damp squib, to be quite honest with you. But fans were up for it. We met them before the game, smiling, quite happy for it. But they went out there in the pitch, and and, and things just didn't. Yeah, no. I mean, it's the beginning of the season. It's the first game of the season. I wasn't necessarily happy with the way the team lined up. Um, what I think, weren't you happy with? Uh, lack of width. Lack of width. That's we haven't our got problem. width, though, have we? Yeah, I know, but, that, yeah, yeah, but that's our problem. We yeah. should, should we have found somebody by now? Should we have discovered that in pre-season? That actually we need somebody on the, on the, on the wide to, to, to put those balls in for Hogan and Front. OK, but I'm going to say this, and we had a little discussion on the way up, me and Laney here, because we were talking about the team, we were talking about the lack of players that we've had, we've talked about the struggle that we've had, even Dean Smith has said, being quite diplomatic, a bit frustrated, the fact that he hasn't got the players that he wanted to bring in, so obviously he knows exactly what he wants, he said, I want some wingers, I want a striker, I want a left-back, this, that, the other, and it hasn't come to play, so now obviously this is like a bit of the missing jigsaw, and yeah, we know everyone has a struggle and this that the other, but there seems to be something fundamental with Brentford where we seem to be hitting a bit of a glass ceiling, as in we've done really well beforehand and we've brought all these players in, but now for us to get to that next level, we can't seem to get there because we're competing against everyone else who's competing against the same players that we want to go and they seem to get them. Am I, am I right? Yeah, you are to a certain extent, but as I said on an earlier podcast, um, Brentford are now one of those teams that if, if players are, if Brentford are seen to be rating players, other clubs come in for them and offer them higher wages and that's where Andy Scott and his team have really got to earn their money now by going out and spotting those players, possibly from non-league, you know, who might give us a little boost in impetus. I'm not worried about it. I mean, you know, I've always said this season will be we'll be mid-table. Let's have a cut run. You know, we're not going to we're not going to go up this year. We're not going to go down. So, and we're one game in. Let's not panic about all this. But you know, the loan market is going to be quite key to what you want to do. Is there anybody that impressed you today at all? Um. Nobody, nobody stood out. I was quite pleased with Bentley. I thought Bentley made some, made a couple of good saves. Uh, although some, some would argue he could have been at fault for Huddersfield's second goal. Um, but that, the Invisible Man ran through the defence, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Invisible cloak. Yeah, he? exactly. I mean, you know, nobody, Palmer. nobody, nobody stood out. Nobody, nobody made a fool of themselves. We're one game in. It's a long, long season. You know, let's see, let's see how things are. The one thing I would say is let's play let's play this team on Tuesday night at Exeter because I think they need to start gelling. So I've got the boys here and we've been talking off the record 
about Brentford and the fact that, to be quite honest with you, we there's a lot of people that just reckon that we just need to kind of consolidate against this season again. I mean, I know that's what you were saying. That's your thoughts here today. We didn't do particularly well, did we? Second half was pretty shit. First half weren't too bad. It was okay. I thought. Well, first half I thought. First game away. They're excited. They're at home and all that shit. We took it up a little bit. Took took the. Well, we had little little chances though, and it was half decent. I thought, I thought in the first half there, that two, three minute spell where we really ripped them apart football-wise, but then there was no end product. Second half, I thought, as soon as they scored, maybe. That was that. As soon as they scored a bit, I think, I think a couple of our players might have gone missing a bit. Sort of, sort of shadowed up a bit. And what, do you, and what do you think is missing about the side? Because, you know, we know it's still a month to go till the end of the season. And what's missing there? Is it just game time or do we need a couple more players in there? We definitely need a couple of wingers. That's evident before the game started today. Everyone said it. But is they're not easy to come by. Like we said before you start recording. It costs money. These things cost money. We've, we've got a lot of the middle players that are good, but they need the wide players and we ain't got it. I mean, is Hogan going to... I've got to say, is Hogan going to start getting the shit that some of our strikers got last year for being up top on his own and not doing what he's got to do? The one or two times the ball come to him today, I thought he'd done all right. He tried, but he had no support. And same with Hoffman. Coming on in the last 10 minutes, asking someone to change, make, make a change, it's, it is too late. But at the same time, though, give him the ball, he'll do something. If he ain't got the support, what can he do with it? Anyone up top on their own ain't going to do it all. I mean, your, thought, I mean, your thoughts on, on, on the game today and how the bees are going at the moment now? Going today, we started slowly, but... Again, we're just, we're just lacking players, we're, uh, lacking wingers, lacking that cutting edge. You know, we haven't got Canos anymore. We haven't got, we need a player to bring a game to life. Hogan's brilliant, but, you know, he hasn't got that player to create something just behind him. I, I like Kirschman, I really like him, and I think he's a man to play number 10. But, I mean, McLeod's great as well, but you can't play McLeod left wing. You're not going to get the best out of him there. I mean, I noticed that Huddersfield, at times they actually frightened us to a certain extent. They ran at us, they did things. That Casey Palmer character, when he came on as well, Unknown from Chelsea, I mean, we've got a bit of a thing going on with Chelsea. We've loaned a few players from them, and he's come on, and they've loaned, and they thought they must be thinking, great, we've got a, we've got someone here who's going to cause a bit of damage, haven't they? Yeah, they have, and that's what we haven't got. We haven't got we haven't got young wingers without any fear like we did last year. That's what we need. We need players without any fear who want to attack, get a ball, run at players, players create something, get the other players up for it. At the moment, we're just a steady, steady team. You know, we're pretty, pretty, fairly solid, quite steady, but we haven't got. We haven't got a cutting edge, like we say. So at this stage, are you nervous? Not, I was a little bit before the game today, to be honest with you. Everyone's optimistic. We say we're finished top six and whatnot, but with a squad we've got compared to others, we aren't capable of all that. But I think we didn't look overly bad today. We looked all right at times, and with a couple more additions, I think we'll be all right, and I'll be happy with a mid-table finish again. Huddersfield boy in the house, got a pint of ale here in the food and beer festival, which I say we're very grateful for you boys for putting this on for us today. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, just for you, this. It was just for us, actually. You, you obviously knew you were going to get the three points, so you said, we'll just we'll give him a good drink up outside the station and that'll do the business, yeah? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. So listen, the Wagner revolution, that is it start, is the wheels start to go rolling on it, is it? Yeah, hopefully. You played a lot better than you did in all the games that we saw you last season and even the season before. 
I mean, what is the difference? Is it the quality of the players or is it the, the tactics or is it a mixture between the two? It's the players. Signed 12 players, all better than what we've we had last season. So that, along with the, the training routine of the pre-season, it's all 100% all better than what we had last season. I mean, today, obviously, you, you came here, you scored the goal, we equalised, and then, you know, you came straight back at us and you got the winner um, out of the blue. We, we weren't expecting that one, to be quite honest with you. Uh, you probably on the side of it. You probably just about snuck the result, but I thought a draw was a fair result today. Uh, you probably don't agree with me, do you? No, no, I disagree. <laughs> I think we controlled the game for about probably 80% of the game, and you got a lucky goal. To be honest, that wasn't lucky. I mean, I heard that uh, was a proper goal. Well, nice, but there was, there was a foul. Like in the in the build-up, there just wasn't a foul. Yeah. But I, I thought we were quality. Uh, this this time 12 months ago, that Huddersfield town would have cr like crumbled once you were, once you got your equaliser, and we uh, we came back and won it, which is new for Huddersfield. So listen, you think you top six boys this time? Nah, top 12. <laughs> Come on, you beast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're still smiling now, actually, because the sun's shining. Huddersfield, we've said this so many times before, Huddersfield's a wicked away day. And again, they've they've superseded our expectations again even more. I don't know how they've worked this one out, but they just plunk this food and wine festival outside the station now. There's honestly, I said 3,000, there must be, there must, there's loads of people there in there. It's ridiculous, the amount of people here in the street, just drinking, eating, buzzy, vibey. And uh, yeah, we lost 2-1, but hey-ho, look, we're out for having a bit of a laugh, and this is wicked, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. It's a um, lovely atmosphere. Um, everyone just chilling and enjoying themselves, really. Um, and it kind of makes up for what was ultimately quite disappointing 90 minutes. And disappointing, I mean, which way was it disappointing? I know we lost 2-1, but sometimes you lose some matches and you sort of think, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. What lights did you see or not see? Well, I can be quite specific, to be honest, because... Um, uh, it's nothing that's new to me. Uh, we spent two months last season knowing that working out the, that Woods and McCracken shouldn't start together. We spent some of this pre-season working out that Woods and McCracken um, shouldn't start together. And then for some reason we decided to start Woods and um, McCracken together. And I don't really understand why. I know there are some fitness issues and, you know, McCormack and Yanaris are coming back from injury. but. I just think it was pretty short-sighted, really. Um, there was a, I, I personally felt there was quite a difference when Unaris came on. I know that we got a goal back and then they scored another goal, um, you know, so we still lost. But I just think we, um, I think we sort of, you know, threw away the, 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 the opportunity to start the season with a bang, really. Um, and I'm just a little bit confused as to why that happened. At the end of the day, like I said to you, it is early days oh. and Dean Smith has turned around and said, look, I need some players, I need some wingers, I need this, that, the other, you know, out there. So it's not ideal, but I still feel we looked a bit pedestrian today. Yeah, definitely pedestrian. And, and I think, to be honest, um, the root cause of that is from the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, you've got two players that, that like the ball, they like stroking the ball around, for want of a phrase. Um, and they do it, you know, um, in a way that isn't particularly penetrating. Um, and, you know, and it was pedestrian, you're absolutely right. There was nothing, there was no cut and thrust. Um, you know, I could make a similar argument for Kirschbaum and play, and I think um, that put Sawyers out wide. You end up losing width with that. I think Sawyers is going to have to play through the middle if we're going to get the best out of him and be involved in the game. Um, but 
but you know, it's all fixable for me, so I'm not, I'm not going into any sort of panic mode. Just disappointed that um, lessons we should have learned haven't been learned, and um, we've sort of gone back to a, to a, to a system that I knew wasn't going to work, and surely you'd like to think Dean Smith knew it wasn't going to work. So listen, system's not working, still working progress, still kind of pre-season mode. Yeah, when I say system, I'm not talking about the 4 2 3 one, I'm talking about the personnel that he today used in that system. Okay, so personnel's not quite right, we need to bring the players in, we need to play the right players, we need to get the players fit that aren't fit, and also we still need to bring in a few players. We spoke to a lot of people here, Bees fans, Huddersfield fans, listen, we've had a great day, but we've lost and it's 2-1 to the Huddersfield, but hey-ho. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast coming from the Food and Beer Festival right in the middle of Huddersfield outside the uh, station. Great, 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 great festival this is. Um, they should bring one of these to London, but it probably wouldn't work down there because obviously people from near and far come to do like this because maybe there's uh, not as much activity in and around Huddersfield as there might be in London. A lot of choice in London, not so much choice in Huddersfield, not knocking it, so everyone comes there, which is actually a positive for the people there. But Beside Pride of West London podcast, and like we say, um, we'll be back next week after the game. We're playing Ipswich next week, so you can hear from us on uh, Thursday morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. Please subscribe to us, because if you subscribe and you actually go into iTunes and say we love this podcast, we get some sort of rating thing going on, which is absolutely lovely as well. And also you can check to us on audioboom.com and also Beside 1992 on YouTube. But anyway, as we like to say, as we're getting onto the station and we're trying to get onto our train, because we don't want to miss our train, and we're going to say, as we say, Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.